Hey guys, welcome to Hallowed Groundling and another Flashback Friday Fright Fest. I hope you guys are having a great week and a really good summer. So I'm here to do the second half of my Child's Play uh, series. I did the first three in uh, last Friday's podcast, and now I'm going to do the remaining four films. And uh, I did cut it off at Child's Play 3 because this is when the series took a very sharp departure. I call these the Chucky years because then, of course, as we know, the last um, Child's Play movie was Child's Play 3, and then it turned into the Chucky series. So same doll, different name, same thing, you know, but not really, actually. (laughs) So um, let me get right into it. Um, I wanted, as I said, this was a departure in the series. Um, you know, they, they basically, they did get sillier as they went on, you know, um, one is straight up pure horror, you know, one is a terrifying film. And then of course, you know, two is a little more tongue in cheek, a little more silly. Chucky makes jokes, you know, and then in three, um, it got, it gets even more silly, but the Chucky part of the series where it starts with the first film and that takes a total departure. So of course the first film in that, it's not the first, but you know what I mean, in the departure of from the series, uh, was Bride of Chucky, which came out in 1998. Uh, it was directed by Ronnie Yu, and it was written by Don Mancini. The entire series was written by Don Mancini, but uh, we'll talk about him a little bit more in a bit. Um, so, of course, uh, the cast is um, Tiffany, uh, is played by the wonderful Jennifer Tilly. Uh, and Brad Dorif comes once again as Chucky. Uh, Catherine Heigl is Jade. Nick Stable is Jesse. There's um, there's just some like wonderful parts of this film that I want to talk about right away. So, as I said, it's a it's a big departure. Uh, it's it's very much a silly horror film. You know, it's 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 not even a horror. It's it's a comedy horror. You know, it's not even. Uh, very skid. There's some jump scenes in it, but it's definitely plays up the comedy aspect of it. And there's lots of jokes that are written in. It kind of takes, doesn't take itself very seriously, uh, which is a major, major reason why I love this one. Uh, I really do love Bride of Chucky. I think it's my favorite out of the second half of the series because it's just such a fun movie. It was so unexpected. Uh, when I saw it, I remember it it just was totally different than what I was expecting from any of the other ones. You know, it, it was so silly. It, it made fun of itself. And I, I loved that. I thought it was like, you, you know, it was that kind of rule of, you know, nobody can make fun of you if you're making fun of yourself first. So I loved that they did that. Um, so also in the series, uh, there was some other great cameos during this film as well. Uh, there was a character named Damien who was at the beginning uh, with Tiffany and um, he's the you know, um, I think he, I think he's a, uh, I can't remember if he's an accountant or he's something like that. He's kind of nerdy, but he's Damien. Uh, and, and, and Damien was played by the fantastic late, great Alexis Arquette. Uh, of course, one of the Arquette siblings and Alexis was amazing. She was incredible. And, and, you know, very much missed because she was a really great actress. Of course, she played um, Boy George in the Wedding Singer series, the Wedding Singer film with uh, Adam Sandler, and just an amazing actor and and a great little cameo. Uh, you know, gets killed by Chucky, I believe, is the first one to get killed. But yeah, first one because it's when when she reincarnates him at the beginning. So let me. I'm jumping around a little bit, but let me um, just give a brief synopsis of the film. So basically, it starts out that uh, the 
Chucky doll is being taken out of an evidence locker and Jennifer Tilly kills the cop that, that takes it out of the evidence locker and takes Chucky back and she resurrects him. And it's very much, um, you know, it plays a lot on the, on the Frankenstein bride of Frankenstein, uh, series, obviously, cause it's bride of, so it plays a lot on the, on that. That's probably why I love it as well. Cause I adore the bride of Frankenstein. So, um, he, yeah, so he gets reincarnated and then of course, you know, he ends up killing Tiffany and she gets resurrected into a doll as well. And the two of them, you know, wreak havoc and they try to find another set of bodies that they can be um, put into so that they could be human again. And of course, uh, that that's where Catherine Heigl as Jade comes in and uh, Jesse and, and they're the couple that they want to um, reincarnate themselves as. And, uh, you know, they do a, they do kind of a cross, it's not a cross country trip, but they go on a, on a long trip to, to go back to New Jersey where Charles Lee Ray was buried so that they can get an amulet that was buried with him in order to do the, uh, the transference. So that's kind of the brief synopsis of, <laughs> of, uh, Bride of Chucky. Um, and of course, so Jade's uncle is played by the great, also late great, unfortunately, John Ritter, who plays Chief Warren Kincaid. So this movie was directed by Ronnie Yu, uh, a very, very talented uh, director. He, um, a neat little story, actually, Ronnie Yu cast, uh, he also directed Freddy vs. Jason, uh, which has a very much the same kind of aesthetic to it. It's very bright. It's very, uh, you know, bloody and gory and, you know, very much like comic book action oriented. That's kind of how Ronnie Yu directs. And uh, when Ronnie Yu was directing Freddy versus Jason, um, Brad Renfro was originally cast in Freddy versus Jason. And of course he, he passed away and of a drug overdose. And when he did, um, he came up with the idea of casting Jason Ritter, John Ritter's son, as the character because he had had that great experience with John Ritter during um, during Bride of Chucky and he loved him so he thought oh his son's got to be great and of course he was wonderful in the movie too he was he was a really great addition to the movie in the place of Brad Renfro but I liked that little story um, I actually saw that story when I watched Never Sleep Again which is the documentary about all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies fantastic um, but that's a fun little story I like that. So um, another couple of really cool things about this movie. Uh, at the evidence room at the very beginning, you see all kinds of great horror memorabilia. You see Michael Myers' mask and Jason's hockey mask, and you see Freddy's glove. You also see the crate from Creepshow, which is very exciting as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of great little moments in this movie, a lot of really funny moments in this movie as well. This is uh, Brad Dorif's favorite of all the series, supposedly. He has said that he loves this one. And I think with good reason. I, I love, as I said, I love Bride of Chucky. It's just a wonderful movie. It's really funny. It's really smart. It's, you know, and it's just ridiculous. It's so, it, <laughs> and Jennifer Tilly was such an amazing addition to the cast. She's fantastic. And she, speaking of self-deprecating, like she completely, especially later on in the series, which we'll get to in a minute, but like she plays herself. She plays Jennifer Tilly. And she's just so like makes fun of herself and and it's it's fantastic she's just wonderful in the movies and i love her she's got such a wonderful um you know way about her she's got that wonderful sexuality she just oozes she's she's just fantastic and uh, as i said a great addition to the series so 
Um, I could talk about this one forever, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, I'll go on to the next in the series, which is Seed of Chucky, which came out in 2004. Now, this was the first one that was directed and written by Don Mancini. Uh, he kind of took over the helm after this, and now he writes and directs them, doesn't just, doesn't just write them. So I guess after all this time, they allowed him to start directing the films. And... Um, so this movie, once again, uh, Jennifer Tilly comes back again as playing uh, playing Tiffany. She also plays herself. This is the film that she plays uh, Jennifer Tilly in. <laughs> um, and there's some, like, wonderful... So let me just give... Actually, let's give the synopsis first for this one. So the basic synopsis of this is that Chucky, at the very end of Bride of Chucky, we see that Tiffany had a baby and it like the baby comes out. And so this film is about the baby and the baby's name is Glenn. And, uh, he, she, <laughs> Glenn is not sure what his, you know, sexuality is. He's not entirely sure, but he ends up, he was in a freak show and he ends up getting away and he wants to find his parents and he ends up finding out. So they're making a movie about the Chucky doll. Like, like basically they're making Bride of Chucky for real in Hollywood. And he goes to Hollywood to try to, you know, find his parents. And, um, you know, because he realizes that they're his mom and dad. So he goes to find Chucky and Tiffany to uh, be, you know, reunited with them. And basically it's, you know, now they're trying to um, have Jennifer Tilly have a baby so that they can, once they get reunited, now the three of them can take over the bodies of people again. And, uh, you know, all the hilarity that ensues with that. (laughs) So um, some additions to the cast for this one, playing the part of Glenn is Billy Boyd, the wonderful Billy Boyd from uh, Lord of the Rings. He played Pippin in Lord of the Rings, and he's wonderful as Glenn. So um, a fun little take about Glenn, as I said, he's got kind of a... um, uh, dysphoria basically and he's not sure whether he's Glenn or and he ends up being Glenn or Glenda which is a take of course on the Ed Wood classic film Glenn or Glenda and a nice little homage which uh, Don Mancini peppers all of his movies with nice little homages I mean he's got in all of the films um the later ones, I mean, after like the start and series of Bride of Chucky, he definitely peppers throughout it all these little moments of um, homages to, to other films. And um, apparently when this movie was made, uh, originally the part, so Red Man is in it playing himself and he's going to like, he's coming on to Jennifer Tilly. I love, she's trying to get a part <laughs> after she does the, the Bride of Chucky movie, you know, she's trying to get a part playing Mary Magdalene. <laughs> That's kind of the take in Seed of Chucky is that Red Man is directing the story of Mary Magdalene and she wants to play Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and, it, you know, of course, that's why she's like going to be pregnant and all this because she's pregnant with Jesus. And it's just, it, it's just such a funny, funny little take in it. So yeah, Red Man plays himself. But apparently when this was originally written, apparently Don Mancini wrote the part for Quentin Tarantino for Quentin Tarantino to play himself in the movie. And um, they never said, I never found why it didn't work out. I don't know if he even ever agreed to it. I think it might've been like a, Hey, we wrote this so you could play yourself. And then, you know, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. Or I don't know. I mean, who knows? He loves, you know, cheesy horror movies. I know that he, I know that he loves those. And uh, maybe he, 
just couldn't do it because of commitments or maybe he didn't want to do it. Who knows? I don't know. But I did hear this, that, that Don Mancini had originally written that red man role for Quentin Tarantino, which would have been amazing, obviously. <laughs> uh, red man's fine. I mean, he's okay in it. You know, he's nothing to write home about, but I mean, he, he's, he's okay in the movie. Um, he's got good uh, chemistry with Jennifer Tilly. Definitely. They're both kind of funny together in it. So, uh, another interesting thing about this is, um, this was originally, these movies were made by focus features and then focus features kind of started, um, focusing, no pun intended on very artsy kind of independent films. And they wanted to stay away from the horror films. So they did an offshoot called rogue pictures. And this was the very first film for rogue Pictures: seat of Chucky. So, um, yeah, this was like the very first film that they that they made for the horror uh, part of their production company. Uh, another neat fact about this movie: apparently, Chris Sarandon was approached to actually uh, play uh, Michael Mike Norris again, his detective character from the first film. But apparently, because of scheduling conflicts, he couldn't do it. And it was funny. I, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast about him that you know somebody asked him about playing the role again, and he was very kind of you know. He brushed it off and said, you know, he never came up. And, but I don't know. I've heard that it did. So I don't know if, if maybe he, he just, it just didn't work out and he hasn't been able to do it. But he would be great to come back again. <laughs> um, Seed of Chucky is an interesting movie. It's, it, so I'm, I've left off like talking about the one, th- the, the, one of the parts of it that absolutely tickled me when I saw it in the theater uh, is that a part was written specifically for John Waters, who I am a huge, huge, huge fan of. I love him to pieces, and he's he's just incredible. And he played a tabloid reporter named Pete Peters. What a great name. And he was actually, they wrote him in because he loves the Child's Play movies, and he actually said, of course I'll come do it. And he plays this wonderful, you know, you know, paparazzi tabloid reporter and uh, Chucky and Glenn end up killing him. Well, Chucky kills him and uh, pouring acid on his face and his like face burns off and it's just an incredible death and he's wonderful in it. He's so classic John Waters, you know, he's in the bushes taking pictures and he sees, you know, Chucky, like a a silhouette of him. And he thinks it's like, you know, that it's a little person. And he says, you know, God bless the little people. (laughs) You know, And it's just like, it's in the trailer. It's like a wonderful moment. And um, it's a great little cameo in the movie. I love that he's in that. So it's, it's a good movie. You know, Um, I love Billy Boyd. I love the Lord of the Rings series and I love the Hobbits especially. Um, And I was really excited. I remember when this movie came out to find out that he was going to be be in the movie because I love him so much. I love Dominic Monaghan and him, so I was really excited to see him. He's actually coming to Rhode Island Comic Con this year, and I'm psyched because now I'll have met three of the four Hobbits, and of course I have not met Dominic Monaghan, who I've had like the biggest crush on for like a million years, but I don't know if he'll ever do a Comic Con. But I'm really excited because I met Elijah Wood last year, and I've met Sean Astin before, so now I'm going to meet Billy Boyd. So that'll be really exciting because I, I love him a lot. And you know, Seed of Chucky is you know it's it's fun. It's not as much fun as Bride, but it's definitely a fun movie, and it's definitely it's so silly. It's just like Bride in the sense of it does not take itself seriously. It's it's definitely just a just a cheesy fun ride. You know, the entire film. So that is it for Seed of Chucky. Now, um, so the next film in the series is Curse of Chucky, which came out in 2013. Um, And now this marks another departure in the series. Hold on one second. I'm just going to take a sip. 
Sorry about that, guys. I was getting really parched. (laughs) So this film marks another departure in the series. Maybe not a departure is the right word. Maybe a return is the better word to say because um, it definitely comes back as a return to the horror aspect of Chucky. I think people got a little tired of the silliness. Um, I don't. I I love the silliness of of the two middle movies. I think they're incredible, both of them. They they like like I said, I love Bride more, but I love that aspect of the films. I think they're great. But they wanted to go back to kind of Don Mancini kind of wanted to go back to the horror edge of Child's Play. And Curse of Chucky, uh, as I said, which came out in 2013, was once again written and directed by Don Mancini. The rest of the series was. And um, it, it's a very interesting film. Uh, it came out, it went out straight to video. It actually was released on Netflix. Um, and I remember being really excited. I found out it was coming out. And I was like, oh my God, there's like a new Child's Play movie. And knew it was coming out on video and everything. And it, it like I said, it was released immediately onto Netflix, which was great. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look up, but I can't remember if it came out. I know it came out straight to video. It, was, it didn't go to the theaters. But I can't remember if it came out immediately on Netflix or if it came out on video and then came out on Netflix. I'd have to check that out. I know I saw it very quickly after it had, it had come out. Um, so a uh, little bit, bit of like a brief synopsis, and then I'll go into a little bit about the cast. So the basic premise of this one is um, there's this mother with a daughter who's an older daughter. She's in a wheelchair, and they're in an old house, and they get a delivery, and the delivery is Chucky. It's the Chucky doll. And the mother seems very highly disturbed and, uh, you know, by the, the, the delivery coming. And uh, that night, the mother ends up dead. And uh, they think she committed suicide. She's had a lot of depression problems and a lot of issues. And um, so the the daughter, you know, in the wheelchair, she's home. And her sister comes with her husband and their daughter and their nanny and a priest. And they want to try to, like, get her to go out and be in a home instead of staying in the home so they can sell it. And they want the money from the house and everything. Now, meanwhile, you know, the Chucky doll is in the house and everything. And she gives it to her niece, Alice. And... um, you know, all of these little things start happening within the house. And, and of course, you know, Chucky reveals himself in due time that, you know, he is there. And um, basically, just jumping right to, like, he, he kills off people one by one, and he reveals to the character Nika, who's in the wheelchair, he reveals to her that uh, her their mother, he knew her when he was Charles Lee Ray, and uh, he had kidnapped her, basically, and her, like, right before that is when he gets chased by the police and, you know, and, of course, dies. And they actually show the scenes from the original Child's Play when Charles Lee Ray dies. And, um, you know, and then, of course, you know, he, you find out that, so this has been something he's, this is another family that he's completely messed up. You know, he, he likes to mess up families. And he talks about how he messed up the Barclays and, you know, and how he messed up the Tillies and how he, you know, and then he just goes around and messes up families is basically what he does. And we find out that, um that uh, Tiffany uh, in human form, like Jennifer Tilly has, you know, basically gone and, and, you know, sent him to the house. So she's sending him to places in order to like mess up more people's lives. She's shipping him off to places. Um, So it's kind of a neat, uh, it's, it's a, it's, 
It's a very cool story. Uh, I lo- I loved Curse of Chucky. I thought it was a really great movie. It's very spooky. It's a lot of fun. Um, so some neat things about the uh, the cast. So Chantal Quesnel plays the mom Sarah, who who dies very early on in the film, and then of course makes a, an appearance later when we have the flashback of why Chucky is bothering this family and uh nika the character in the wheelchair um she is played by fiona dorif who is actually the real life daughter of brad dorif which is really cool she sounds a lot like him and looks a lot like him. it's pretty cool when you look at her she's got the same facial kind of expressions and she has the same kind of voice pattern as he has so it's it's pretty fun and um barb her sister is played by um danielle Bassetti. And uh, Father Frank, who comes in, is played by A. Martinez, a great character actor who's been around for a very long time and been in tons and tons of stuff. Um, her niece is played by uh, Summer Howell, uh, Alice, the niece. And uh, Maitland McConnell plays Jill, who's the nanny. Um, I mention her because, like, it's a good cast. It's it's a really great cast of characters, and um, there the the scene with Jill with the with the with Barb when you find out they're lovers was very like I was like oh oh okay like I didn't see that coming at all. I thought you know of course we all think she's having an affair with the husband or something like you know the, it's obvious there's like some tension going on there anyway. And uh, when you find out that she's actually having an affair with the mother, you're like oh look at that. Uh, because, of course, they lose the doll in the house, and then they end up, like, making out and going, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Um, <laughs> so some cool fun facts about the movie. Um, in the scene where Brad Dorf played Charles Lee Ray again, which basically they had to make it look like the movie from the 80s, you know, he's much older now, and I guess he had to use a wig and, like, tons of makeup. And, and he looks pretty heavily um, made up in the film when you see him as Charles Lee Ray. He, I mean, because obviously to make a man who's, you know, he, I think he's in his 70s now, to make him look like he's, you know, 40 years ago almost, you know, it, it's pretty, you know, you've got to do, use a lot of makeup. So they said they had to use a lot, but he still, he still looks great. It, it's not like he looks fake or false or anything like that, but you can definitely tell he's made up. Um, and as I said, you know, it comes back to uh, to the horror aspect. It's not nearly... There's some little comedic moments, but mostly it's it's pretty serious and it's pretty scary. There's a lot of jump scares. There's a lot of um, tension and, and spooky moments in the movie I love. Um, the uh, One of the neat things, actually, that I wanted to mention to come... To definitely show that this is an homage to go back is uh, the elevator that's in the house. So there's an elevator in the house, obviously, because Nick is in a wheelchair. And the elevator is very much one of those old school metal rattly, you know, uh, elevators. And it's definitely a throwback to the, the elevator in the first film in their apartment building and that terrifying scene where you, you hear it stop and they, that beautiful shot Tom Holland did from below where you look up and you see the doll come out and you could just see its shadow walking across the, you know, you hear the music and it's such a creepy scene. And the elevator in this is definitely an homage to that. There's a very creepy scene. Chucky, actually, one thing I want to mention actually is that Chucky doesn't reveal himself until like a good halfway through the film. Uh, he he doesn't like talk or anything. He's just literally the doll for the first half hour. So that's very much a throwback to the original film too, because Chucky didn't reveal himself for quite a while in the movie. I mean, we didn't see him actually move until he comes out to uh, Catherine Hicks mid you know midway through the movie 
when she comes back with the doll to the apartment after Andy gets put into the the hospital. You know, so it's definitely another throwback of he's going back to the original, the root of, you know, the terrifying Chucky moments. And um, there's, as I was saying, there's this really scary scene where Nika is holding the doll in her lap and uh, she's in the elevator and the power goes out. And, you know, you just see like the shadows of, of the doll sitting on her lap and then like, you know, and all of a sudden the power goes on and he's looking at her, you know, <laughs> but he doesn't come to life then, you know, he doesn't even come to life until a little bit later. So, um but it's a, I, I mean, it's it's a really good movie. If, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, Curse of Chucky is a very, it, it's it you know since I think Don Mancini wrote and now he started writing and directing them, but he wrote all of them. He tells them with a lot of love. He he definitely um, you know made fun of his own creation in the middle there and. I think that when he came back with these, he really wanted to get back to the roots of Chucky and get, but also not ignore what had happened in the middle either, because of course we still have Tiffany and we still have, you know, these things that, you know, we, we care about from the middle of the series too. So that's something that's definitely wonderful about it. Um, one of the things I did want to mention that was kind of fun uh, was when they were doing some advertising for this film, they did a wonderful practical joke in a bus stop where there was like an ad for the movie and an actor dressed as Chucky actually like crashed through and like scared the crap out of people. It was one of those like, you know, like, you know, they show on this, like those practical joke videos that they show on YouTube. So, and it was pretty funny though, to watch people's reactions because the doll would like chase them and they would scream and run down the street. And, um, they did it in LA. There was like this, this thing just to kind of advertise for the movie coming out. And I thought it was pretty funny when I saw it. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, at the very end of the credits, uh, at the end of, um, at the end of the well, the end of the film, um, Chucky gets sent to Alice. Uh, Alice is the lone kind of survivor, and um, all all of the deaths get blamed on Nika. So all of Barb dies, and Jill, and everybody dies in the house. All of them get blamed on Nika, and uh, Alice, of course, is taken the, her little niece and sent to her grandmother, and uh, and Tiffany, of course, sends Chucky on to see Alice, and. Uh, you know, we, we see him doing the spell to Alice toward the end of the movie. And, of course, the, the grandmother with the bag over her head is a great last jump scare that, that happens in Curse. And um, at the very end of the credits, actually, there's a wonderful little moment. Um, I hope all of, all of you have seen it. If you haven't, I mean, definitely watch the movie again. Or you can check it out on YouTube. But right at the end of the credits, um, the doorbell, you see six months later and the doorbell rings and it's Andy. Andy from the first film as a grown up now is getting the package. So we see him and the phone rings and he's on the phone with his mother. We don't see her, but we hear her on, you know, he, you hear him talking to her on the phone. And, um, I, and as he's talking about like a knife comes through the package and cuts along the thing, which kind of reminds me very much of a trilogy of terror when the little, uh, Zuni fetish doll cuts his way out of the suitcase. It's like that. You see the little knife just going, cutting its way around the thing. And, um, you know, you see all the pic. You see the military academy um, diploma. You see a picture of Andy with his mom. You see a picture of um, Kyle from the fir- from the second film. Kyle, uh, sorry, uh, and, and you see, see so goes goes along, and you see all these things. And uh, one little thing that I love actually is that uh, he asks how Mike is. So I, I guess they're referring that maybe his mom ended up with Mike 
with Mike the uh, detective, Chris Sarandon's character, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I assume, I mean, that, you know, who, what other Mike would it be? You know, they kind of seemed like they were having a little bit of a, a romance in the first film. But, of course, like, Chuggy's cutting his way out, and Andy's on the phone, and he turns around, and when he turns around, Andy has a shotgun in his face, <laughs> and he shoots him, and that's, like, the end of the movie. And um, so that kind of leads into the next movie, which is Cult of Chucky, which came out in 2017, just the end of last year. Cult of Chucky, I know, was released directly to Netflix, um, and it came out, and apparently it had been leaked uh, beforehand on Twitter and on YouTube, unfortunately. And why it was, who knows why. I mean, it's it was going to be released on Netflix, so it's not like it was going into the theater. You didn't. I mean, we, we pay for Netflix, but I mean you pay a small flat fee for Netflix that you use all the time. So what's the point of, of stealing the movie? And, and I guess, you know, Don Mancini was kind of laughing at people on Twitter because they had posted it, you know, and then of course now the universal lawyers knew who they were and they could like go after them, you know, if they chose to, who knows? I mean, these people probably didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. So, but still, you know, that's, the point you're not supposed to go and release the movies beforehand you know i i know that's happened like with with a bunch of stuff especially horror films i know that happened with like jason x um because that way they waited so long to distribute that movie and of course it got bootlegged and at the time it was much harder to bootleg a movie i think than it is now and um i just have never understood that it's like just wait until it comes out we don't need to you don't need to bootleg it you know but people love to do stuff like that so um so once again, yeah, Cult of Chucky was written and directed by Don Mancini once again. And um, Fiona Dorf is back as Nika. Um, and let me give you a little bit of a synopsis again. So this basically picks up where the other movie leaves off. Um, Nika has gone into an asylum because they believe she's lost her mind because she believes Chucky's alive. And then, of course, they're convincing her, no, there's no way you did this. Like, you've just created this in your mind to cover why, you know, what you did and blah, blah, blah. And... Um, and of course, you know, she, she hasn't, you know, like she, like, you know, she, she doesn't believe, she doesn't know what to believe actually. And, uh, she's pretty insane at this point. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so she's in the asylum and she meets people, like she meets a couple of the other patients and, you know, they all want to, you know, they, they, they think she's, you know, very disturbed obviously. And that she doesn't believe that, you know, she did what she did, that, it, uh, that a doll did it. And, um, we come to find out that all that, that, Jennifer Tilly is still sending all these dolls. Well, Tiffany is still sending all these dolls out to, you know, to, to, to curse people actually to like, and basically what she has done is all the dolls are becoming like this cult. They're becoming, and they're all helping to kill off the people that Chucky wants to kill off. So that's why it's called cult of Chucky. It's like the, the doll can keep, you know, like they, they have multiple dolls in this one. There's like, I think there's four Chucky's at the end of the film. I can't remember. Um, and one patient, you know, she takes it as her baby. She, like, killed her baby years ago, and now she, this is her new baby. And, um, you know, Nika sees this, and, and it's just her doctor is all, like, oh, my God, her doctor's a wacko when he found out. I knew her doctor was crazy in the movie. I remember, like, watching it and thinking, oh, God, this doctor is not good. I can tell already. And he's got, like, the weird foot fetish with her and everything. It's very strange. Um, but, you know, it's it's basically, like, all the all the different dolls are... are conspiring and like he can possess other people in order to um 
to, to get in to get to Nika. Uh, also, at the beginning of the film, we come right back to Andy, who has the head of Chucky. She, he has, like, the, the shotgun head of Chucky that he shot at the end of the, the last film and um, keeps him in, you know, a thing. and he's on a date at the beginning of the, of the movie, and uh, the date has, like, looked him up on Wikipedia, you know, and knows all about him. And he goes back, and he's just this kind of depressed... You know, he's he's really depressed. He lives out in a cabin and, like, you know, he talks to the Chucky doll and everything like this. But um, basically he's been able to pass his soul over so that it can possess other things and not just his head that's in this safe, you know. So, um, and like I said, with the help of, of Tiffany, she kind of, like, passes all of this off to, to be able to... to perpetuate the cult so to speak um that's a very long-winded description of the movie sorry about that um so yeah well like i said once again nika uh, is played by fiona dorf again um and of course brad dorf plays the voice once again uh and alex vincent comes back as andy and um there are some the, this movie is is good it's got some really great aspects it's got some other like nah, not so good as i didn't enjoy it as much as i liked the curse of chucky um, I thought it, you know, it had some, it's some moments in it that were definitely fun, but then there were some other ones that were kind of like, eh, not so great. Um, it definitely stayed with the scary. Uh, there was a couple silly moments obviously in it, but then it definitely stayed with all the scary moments and it was spooky and weird. Um, you know, he, he's definitely staying on that track with the films. He, he wants to stay in that kind of horror horror aspect of the movies, but they'd still do have little funny zingers during the film. Um, some other things that I wanted to mention uh, that that happened during it. Uh, so, in the like the first scene where Fian, um, where uh, uh, Nika, sorry, <laughs> I was like going to say her real name, Fiona, uh, where Nika gets to the asylum and she meets this guy and and he ends up she ends up offering him a piece of juicy fruit gum and it's definitely a play on uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when. Um, Chief and uh, and 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 Mc, McMurphy give each other the he gives him the juicy fruit gum you know and he goes ooh juicy fruit you know and uh, of course you know Brad Dorif played Billy Bibbit in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and he was incredible in that nominated for an Oscar I don't know if he won I'd have to look that up definitely but he definitely was nominated I know for an Oscar for that film because he's absolutely amazing yeah he was nominated he didn't win I had to look that up real quick. Um, just, yeah, he's incredible in that film. And, and I love that they gave it a little homage because it took place in an asylum. And, um, another fun part of this movie is then, of course, at the very end of the film, Chucky ends up possessing Nika. And, uh, so she gets to play, (laughs) she gets to play basically the role that her dad made iconic. Uh, and I thought that that was a cool part of the movie. There's parts, like I said, that I'm not as crazy about, but I really did like the end of the movie and it ends up that, um, you know, Chucky reincarnated into Nika's body. He can stand up now. She's not in the wheelchair. Um, and he ends up meeting up with Tiffany outside and the two of them drive off together. And, uh, we find out that like Alice, like she, she was with, um, with Tiffany at one point, and of course Alice, they killed her off, you know, and she's sad about that because she loved Alice and everything. Tiffany did, you know, and they're like discussing everything of how they've how they've done this, how they figured out how to get bodies, you know, like they're both in bodies now. 
And uh, they, yeah, they kind of like drive off into the the snowstorm at the end of the movie and leave like all this horribleness in their wake. Andy has come to the asylum. Andy gets locked in, and of course now they're probably going to blame all of the murders inside on Andy. Um, so they've always had like a scapegoat. That's their their new thing is like somebody scapegoats for them, you know, to to like do all the murders. So. Um, it's a, you know, it's, it's not a bad, bad movie. I wonder if they're going to keep going. I really wonder if they're going to do another movie where like, you know, Fiona is going to play Chucky or Charles Lee Ray, you know, going to keep playing that character or if they're going to, you know, have it go back to the dollar once again. So I'll be intrigued to see if they do anymore. So that's it. Um, that is the last film so far. And uh, I've really enjoyed covering this series. I love the Child's Play series. I love Chucky. Um, and and I, I love each movie in its own way. You know, like I have my favorites, like I've said over the series. But, you know, it's definitely a fun series. And um, I look forward to seeing if there's going to be any more. So I hope you guys have a really great week. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you soon. Stay spooky. Bye.